Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Some of you have seen it. Some of you have experienced it. Some of you have lived it. They can manipulate back so easily. So we talked through the other day about boundaries and how it's important to have boundaries in your life, how it's important to have boundaries and consequences. They go hand in hand. You can't separate them, otherwise they're pointless. They literally are just pointless. But with boundaries, like one of the things I wanna talk to you about with, specifically with boundaries, is communicating those, okay? A lot of times people will take and they'll write down a list of boundaries or a list of goals or they have in their mind of this is what the perfect relationship or the perfect marriage or what I need fixed in the relationship and what it's supposed to be. These are all the criteria, which is great. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying that's great to be able to have criteria of what you expect, of what you, of what the goals are, of what the boundaries are in the relationship is. But what I would say is you have to be very, very careful about who and how much you share those. Okay, hear me out. If you have a boundary, let's say, hey, my boundary is you no longer go to bars. Okay, simple boundary. Okay, you struggle with alcoholism. My boundary is you just no longer go to bars, period. Okay, so you tell that to the narcissist, boom, hey, they no longer go to bars. Magic, it's fixed. The relationship is getting so much better. Everything's working out perfect because they're no longer going to bars. Did it fix anything? No, because they're still sleeping with someone on the side. They're still meeting up with their buddies and drinking and getting you know, flat out drunk. Like they're still gonna find a way around it, okay? And oftentimes with a narcissist, they will meet that criteria for a period of time until you feel like everything is back to normal. Then they will lie and sneak out and go back to the bars anyways. Just using it as an illustration. If you give a narcissist a boundary or a goal, do not be surprised if they meet it. Do not be surprised if they meet it within the first week, within the first two weeks, maybe in the first month. Be surprised if it still lasts six months later. That's the difference is if you communicate a boundary or a goal or a definition of, hey, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. This is what you need to do. What we do is we end up putting like, hoops and like lists and things for people to know, hey, this is what you have to get to to achieve this marriage, this relationship, to still get the person, to still keep the person. And as a result, sometimes people will list out so many different things or so many different options, or they'll say, hey, these are my boundaries, these are my criteria, and what they're doing is they're giving a giant list to the narcissist of, hey, check these boxes, lock in supply. You have to be careful what you communicate. When I talk to people on one-on-ones, when I talk to people who are in narcissistic abusive relationships or they're trying to get out or they're trying just to establish boundaries or figure out what is the next step, here's the piece of advice I give them. Come up with six boundaries slash goals slash criteria, whatever you want to call it. Six things that the narcissist has to do 
or has to be in order to continue that relationship. Those six things need to be metric driven, like simple, yes or no, simple, one, two, three, four, five, six. They need to be simple. So like, let's, let's use an easy one. One, your narcissist has to go to counseling or therapy. Doesn't matter if it's counseling or therapy, doesn't matter. They have to go to counseling or therapy. Boom, that's one thing. If that metric's not hit, boom, we out. Simple. Metric needs to be hit. Did they go to therapy? Yes or no? No? Okay, simple. Here's the second thing with it. Did the narcissist stay in therapy, let's say for six months, or let's say for a year? Did the narcissist stay in therapy for a year? Yes or no? No. Boom. We out. Because a lot of times they won't stay in therapy for a long period of time. Now, here's the difference with communicating it. You have six things that you're going to write down, internalize, know, hey, these are my six criteria. What you're going to communicate to the narcissist? Two. Again, you ask why? Because of the stuff we just talked about. You give them a list. Do not be surprised if they fulfill that list every single time. But it won't last longer than a week, two weeks, a month. Maybe six months. But what you'll find is when you give them those particular lists, if you give them a list of criteria of what they have to do to be able to keep the relationship, oftentimes they will meet it at that level. They won't go above and beyond, but they'll meet it at that level. And then a couple weeks down the road, they're back to abusing you the same exact way. So what we need to do is we set those quantifiable goals, okay? Yes or no answers, or how many times? One, two, three, four. You set those quantifiable goals. You have six goals, and you tell the narcissist two of them. Now the other four, so in the illustration, the first the first goal is the narcissist goes to therapy, okay? Let's say the third goal, the one you're not telling the narcissist is he has to be in therapy for six months, okay? You don't tell the narcissist that. You don't tell the person in your life, hey, I expect you to get therapy and I expect it for six months. No, you just say, hey, I expect you to get in therapy if you want this relationship to work. And then you wait and you watch and you see is there honest vulnerability and is there consistent change? Because if there's not those two things, it's not going to work out because you can't build a relationship on a bed of lies. So as a result, you don't tell them, hey, I expect to see it six months down the road that they're still in therapy. You just wait. Four months down the road, two months down the road, they say, oh, I just wasn't getting it with a therapist. I didn't feel like it was working out. Like I'm just going to move on to the next person, whatever it might be. And so as a result, they leave therapy. That's on your criteria list. That's on your boundaries. That's on your goals. That's on the things that need to be met for this relationship to work. Right then and there, it's a metric. It's quantifiable. It's something that's a yes or no answer. Were they in therapy for six months? No. Exit. It's that simple. Now, I'm not trying to make it like simple as far as like, hey, like you're stupid if you don't follow this. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say you have to get down to the part where you're going off metrics and facts because if you don't focus on facts, you're going to be sucked in by emotion every single time. The narcissist will manipulate you every single time. Some of the people that are watching this video, like leave comments because you, you've seen this and there's more people that understand. You've seen the master manipulator at work. You've been pissed off and mad at this person saying, hey, I don't want you in my life anymore. And you get a text and you pick up the phone and you respond to them and all of a sudden you are back in their life or they're back in your life. You've kicked them out of the house and you get a call from them and you're like, I hate your guts. I don't want to hear from you ever again. And all of a sudden they're back in your living room living there again. Some of you have seen it. Some of you have experienced it. Some of you have lived it. 
they can manipulate back so easily. So you have to be careful. You have to set boundaries. You can't tell them all the boundaries. So some people ask me, they're like, do you know what your boundaries are? I'm like, I know a couple. You know, for, for Kayla giving me boundaries, I know one, don't cheat again. Don't even think about it or she's gone. And I also know don't stop growing, don't stop changing. Okay. If either one of those things I stop doing or I start doing as far as like cheating, then she's out and I know it's done. I know for a fact, because she's actually told me, I know that there's other boundaries there. I know that she has other boundaries in her mind that I don't know about. I don't even know of a way to know about. I don't think even she has them written down, but I know that she has those. So as a result, I know that my goal and my growth is solely dependent on me wanting that goal and that growth. Not on her, not on conformity, not trying to be a certain person for her, not trying to be a certain person for everybody else, but to be a certain person for myself saying, hey, this is the shit I've been through. This is the direction I want to go. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to work on bettering myself every single day to be able to help other people avoid this type of stuff. But you have to be clear on your boundaries. You cannot tell your narcissist all your boundaries because oftentimes they will meet them so many times and they will come back to manipulate, to abuse, and to destroy. If you like what you watch here, please subscribe. Please leave some comments just letting you know how this video affected you or if you have seen stuff in this video that you're like, hey, I identify with that. And what you'll be surprised to see is more and more people that comment that say, I've been through that exactly. I've dealt with this so many times. I've seen the narcissist like meet the criteria that I gave them every single time and then two weeks later, it was back to hell on earth. Leave some comments, help support. If you're interested in being in a community of people that is trying to help support each other, through the narcissistic abuse, who's trying to learn and apply tools that they're learning every single day for their healing and for their growth, then go to the website, Raw Motivations, and click on the NARC app. The NARC app, excuse me, the NARC app is an app that just got developed um, about a week or so ago uh, in February of 2022, uh, where we developed this app. It's NARC app. It's the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. And what it is, is a group of like-minded people that are on there that have been through abuse, that have been in these type of relationships that are trying to find healing, growth, and change. And as a result, they're there trying to work with themselves to better themselves to some of the tools and information and courses that are on there. But then they're also encouraging a lot of people who are sharing their growth or sharing what they're going through or sharing just positivity to try to be able to help people along. So check that out. If you're interested in talking one-on-one, would love to talk to you. If you go to that website again, rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones, I'd love to be able to talk to you. I talk to two different types of people. I talk majority to people of, of victims that are have been in narcissistic abusive relationships and they're looking for closure. They're looking to try to figure out like how do I break out of a trauma bond? They're trying to understand everything that happened to them. And so a lot of times I talk with them to try to help them find healing and growth. I also talk to every once in a while, they don't contact as much, obviously, but I do talk to people that either are narcissists or say like, hey, I've got narcissistic traits. I'm not sure what to do. How did you work through it? Different things like that. And we sit down and we talk because I do think that there is hope for people out there if they're willing to be honest, if they're willing to be honest and accountable for the things that they've done, admit to it and start working on that change. It's a lot harder than what it looks. It's a lot harder than even what it sounds. But there's people out there that do reach out. Do I hear back from a lot of narcissists? 
Nope, I don't. There's a lot of narcissists that talk to me or say they've got narcissistic traits. We have one meeting, never hear from them again. Because a lot of people aren't willing to go down that dark path of admitting their shame, their guilt, and actually getting honest and real with who they are, who they've been to be able to find healing and growth. Anyways, if that's you, reach out to me. If you're a person who suffered from abuse from a narcissist, reach out to me. We'd love to be able to talk to you. We'd love to be able to walk you through step-by-step of dealing with the, the feelings, the fable, and the facts to be able to get you to a place where you can rewire how you think. You can stop that pull that the narcissist has on you, and you can get to a place of healing and growth. Would love to talk to you more. Um, please subscribe. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or um, grab onto the podcast and take a listen there, either on Apple or on Spotify. <laughs>